All right, everyone. Hope you brought your geek because it's time to get it on. Aloha, triathletes. This is Iron Will, solo introing the show this time because the original beginning that we recorded was eaten by some technological gremlins. Uh, so really quickly, let's go to the part of the show that wasn't eaten. And this is where I called Kahuna right after my crazy would-have-been-century thunderstorm ride. And uh, let's just pick it up there. Uh, Iron Will, tell, tell, tell the folks about your day. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... Well, I uh, I started out um, on my way to do my first century ride on these big ugly hills, and um, I uh, got about halfway through, and I was at the bottom of the the biggest hill, and um, the most gigantic thunderstorm I've ever seen in my life started to roll in. No kidding. I, I couldn't believe it. I took a picture of the sky because it was out of control. There was this white band that stretched across the sky, and then above it was this sort of oceany looking, um, in kind of ominous sky, and then below it was just this churning mess. And I was like, oh, my God. And uh, so then um, I'm like, I better, like, move up this hill. And, um, oh, no, actually, I took the, you know what, I did. I took the picture from the top of the hill because I was like, well, this is a weird sky. And I didn't realize <laughs> until I got to the bottom of the hill um, what was going on because at the bottom of the hill I could see a lot further. And that's, there was like, oh, it, it just looked like a giant hand coming out. And uh, so then I was like, oh, crap. And I had to go as fast as I could up that hill, which was like 7.4, I think, miles an hour was the, was the fastest I could go, and I was totally burned by the time I got to the top. Um, and uh, then I just had to, like, try to fly uh, the rest of the way and then you, <laughs> back to my car. And you into your car. How, how, um, how, how close did you miss uh, the rain, or did you miss it? Uh, no, I didn't. I outran it for probably about three minutes, and then, <laughs> and then it just <laughs> fell out of the sky. And... Uh, then, you know, it started, you know, a little bit at first, but I knew it was going to be, like, mean and business rain when uh, the first drops were not the little tiny spot drops. They were just right away, ow. You know, right. they, they, like, hurt when they when they, when they hit. And uh, so, anyway, I was like, well, here it is. And, um, you know, the, I was going a little bit faster, and then I'm like, you know, this rain is sharp. What is up with this? This is hard rain. And uh, it turned out to be a little hail. Oh, my God. I know. So I just like what ten minutes ago got back um, to my car and uh, put my bike away, and I was like, "You, oh, I can't wait to send you these pictures. I can't. I'm, I just can't wait to put them up. They, it's like the apocalypse." Well, for for those who want to see them, you look at uh, through uh, th the number three wall dot com, and they'll be up there. Um, yeah, I, so pretty soon, actually. No, so so how um, how many miles did you manage to get in? I just got 50, but, um, I mean, which is decent enough for a normal day, but when you go out to do, you know, 100, and at least I get, at least I get that much in, though, so, um, and, uh, <laughs> my coach is gonna be like, I hope he doesn't think I'm like a big wuss for turning around and, uh, going home, but there was no way I could go another 50 miles with 
um, thunder and lightning. It's still thundering. And can you hear the thunder at all? I'm not. I'm on my cell phone. I don't know if we told anybody that. But, oh yeah, you're on a cell phone. Um, yeah. Well, how else? You said you're driving down the highway. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you have a really long extension cord, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> figure it out. Uh, oh, so I uh, tell my coach that. Um, yeah. I didn't know uh, if it was gonna if it was gonna work today with all the thunder and lightning. I think that's a valid excuse. Isn't it weird when you ride 50 miles and you, you're like, oh, I only did 50 miles today. I know. <laughs> I know. You know who's calling me on the other line right now? My phone just made a weird beep. Who? Um, who? You wanna simple steel? Oh my god. <laughs> Tell him, get it. <laughs> you know what? Let's get him in here. I can get him in this uh, number. Do you, okay. Oh, oh. Okay, hold on, okay? Okay. <laughs> Simply <laughs> Stu, it's the Kahuna and Iron Will. You guys are amazing. <laughs> and I've been thinking about Will all day today. Oh. I text paged her, or I text messaged her. I figured she'd be at about mile 50. You were, but that was about it in the lightning, huh? Uh, yeah, that's that's when it that's when it started, and uh, it's like, oh, it's time to get out of here. <laughs> oh man, I know what that you. I think we were probably about in the same storm, man. Was it bad? That it was ridiculous. It looked like the apocalypse. Wait till you see these pictures. Oh my gosh, they, they don't even look right. They just. <laughs> so man, they, so you don't get storms like that in California, though. No, we don't. This is all very foreign to me. We have. Uh, oh man. We might have some early morning haze or something, you know, but uh, that's about uh, it. We have ice balls that fall out of the sky. Oh, my God. Oh, and, man. I've never seen so much lightning. Hey, Stu, <laughs> Stu were you um, were you emceeing an event today? Um, I was emceeing, yeah. I was emceeing, uh, it was called Trying for Children. Just, it was uh, just an Olympic distance triathlon. It was pretty cool. I've never been on that side of the microphone, but it was it was awesome. Oh, my God. You're oh, getting wow. You're getting huge. Yeah. Well, no, I wouldn't say that, but it was pretty. It was pretty cool. I mean, it was just. It was weird, and then I wanted so badly to race. It was uh, every bit of part of me wanted to just jump on a bike and run or swim. Oh. Or <laughs> yeah, and so, so you, you get to announce the uh, winners or the uh, number, the people's names as they cross the finish line. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Actually, I didn't do the finish line because it was so wet, we couldn't move the microphone. But as people came in out of the <laughs> swim and. Out of the run, I'm like screaming their name, and I'm saying, "Nice bike, man! That's a kicking bike!" And Aww. it was, it was fun. So I, I want you to be my announcer yeah. for Ironman Florida. <laughs> you know, I would love to. I'm still trying to work my way down there. Uh, I'm not in or out. I'm kind of just hoping right now. Well, I know I'm, you and I are in the same boat. Uh, so, but I'm going to be there for certainly for uh, Iron Will. I cannot believe it. It's like her countdown is starting, and my count-up is starting, so... Yes, and you are... I don't think Kahuna knows. Do you want to tell him about, uh, about your plans? Well, as soon as... The day, the day that she's done is the day I sign up again. I've gotten family approval. Uh, <laughs> I'm in, I am in for Ironman 07. Uh, very nice. Very nice. I want you to be uh, an all-about stew... Season. <laughs> oh, man. You know what's what's so hard is I watch I every morning the first thing I do and I I I've started to get in trouble with this. 
every morning I wake up, even if it's like 3 in the morning I take the dogs out, I go to see if there's new postings in both of your blogs, and I'm like, oh, I've got to stop this. This cannot be healthy. <laughs> well, I'm just going you know, to like, you know, something, and I'm just, I'm fired up about it, and I don't know, there's got to be something for this. There's got to be some sort of medication we can take. Oh, no. Hey, Simply Stu, I wanted to, one, compliment you on those amazing um, Tour de France uh, podcasts from the Cyclops people. That It was, it was really, really amazing. Um, and wasn't I think, that fun? Oh, it, it, pardon me? It was fun, wasn't it? I mean, oh, it my was, God. I, I, I could not wait for the next episode. I was, it was yeah. like uh, I was watching Lost or 24 or something. I was like, you know... <laughs> When's the next episode? Those guys well, I've got something really special then for you tonight. Um, this will obviously air after that, but I'm racing home right now to interview Floyd's coach because he wanted to talk about <gasps> all going on. So he is. I'm going to be on the phone with him later on this afternoon. Oh my god! So, so we may not talk about much. We may just talk about just Floyd's character, but he wanted to at least do that. So. Um, oh wow. Do you think he really? Uh, you think he he really um, was uh, taking something? You know, I'll tell you this, and only because I talked to Alan, who is the guy that was on the show every day. Right. He said he's 100% adamant that he that Floyd was innocent, and he's and I've got to believe him because I just don't think if you listen to those shows, you, this guy was in love with racing. There was nothing. You know, he was we were talking about musically and and goofy stuff and. It must be really, truly love racing. You're not going to talk about that stuff, so. Yeah, um, yeah. I wonder if it was, if for some reason, um, it was, uh, I, I mean, I don't know, because he was getting cortisone shots in his hip, and I wonder if that kind of made his testosterone go up, or I don't know what it was. There's got to well, be something. When I did talk to Alan, he said, you know what, unless you absolutely positively know the facts, it's kind of, basically what he's saying is don't fuel the fire unless you really know what's going on. And, and I said, you know what, I don't know enough to, to know what's going on. And, and that's why I said, can you come on the show? And, and so he's going to do that, which is, I think is pretty cool. And, and again, why they would do that for a show like, you know, like mine, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. Uh, but oh. I think it's really, I'm really, I'm you... really happy. And the guy's Go ahead. Because you're the, you, I was just gonna say, because you're the podfather, Steve. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I, I don't know, but I'm just, I'm in love with it, and you know, there's a lot of people. What I like is there's a lot of triathlon folks who said, you know what, I never listened to the tour, I didn't know what it was about, and I kind of fell in love with it. So I think we really achieved the goal of just getting people fired up about, mm-hmm. you know, another event. It was really good, and I, I thought the, um, the, the day where he. He, you know, bonked and and um, just the attitude afterwards was 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 so great. And that's what that's what makes this whole testing thing. So I have a little bit different take than you, I think, on the testing, um, Stu. And I don't know if you read the paper today, but there's a um, the uh, Olympic gold medalist for the hundred yard dash, Justin Gatlin. Um, yep, yep. Failed the same test, and I just I I I read um, Barry Bonds' book, um, The Game of Shadows, and. Those guys, uh, um, and not just Barry Bonds, but but the Olympic athletes that worked with uh, Balco, all were cheaters, and they were all were so far ahead of the t- the testers that they could do anything. Marion Jones and all these people. That's right. Yep. And yep. so you know, I kind of, I mean, in one way, I kind of think 
you know what? I mean, obviously, whether Floyd did it or not, obviously the cyclists are big are big dopers um, in the Tour de France. And why not just let them do it if they want to do it? You know, it's, if if you yeah. can't if you can't catch them, you know. And people love watching Barry Bonds hit 73 home runs or you know some guy run really fast. But it's it's just it's sort of like we have this innocence <laughs> about it, and then when it comes up. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, you know, it's kind of shocking to people. But should, and I'm not talking about whether Floyd's guilty or not. But uh, yeah, you know what's really cool when you say that is, I wrote a, I wrote an entry on my, on my webpage that says the innocence of sport, and I, I keep thinking back to what we, what the three of us love. You know, we love everything. We, we think about finishing the Ironman. We're not, you know, just to finish. I think all three of us would be happy. You know, oh, you yeah. want that double. You'd love to sleep in the in the t-shirt, the, the finisher t-shirt. You know, you love you know you love talking about perpetual. You, you know, Iron Will is asking people what you know what her nutrition should be like. That's what's so freaking darn cool about. I get all geeked up. I'm all like excited. You're driving on the freeway, just thinking about you know you two having the opportunity to finish a race, and and, and really that's what's so sad about all this other stuff going on is that. The bottom line is the innocence of sport is what we own, mm-hmm. and I don't ever want to give that up. And I Aww. think we have, you know, as much as, as any pro athlete has, uh, and I don't ever want that to go away. I want to die with a big smile on my face and my triathlon bike right next to me. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what it's all about. They're going to have to take it apart. Take the legs and all. <laughs> uh, I, I agree, and I think, I think that's what... I mean, I, I don't think triathlon is immune to this, and it hasn't been immune to it. But it, but the the I mean, the great thing about having so little money for the pros and everything is that there's just not this incentive to uh, mess with your body and make it a, a, a lab experiment. And so there is a much um, cleaner. It is a much cleaner sport. Than yeah, but even even triathlon, we're we're not immune. Obviously, you look at the Ironman uh, just before we hit somebody who you know won Kraft the race. Everybody. Yeah, Nina Kraft is. Uh, you yep. know, now she's back, and there's a lot of people that just don't like her. But uh, I'm trying to actually get her on the show to talk about it, um, and hopefully that'll happen. To see, you know, really, I don't know what goes through their minds. I, I actually, know, would it be different? Oh, I was gonna say, I actually, I'm actually a fan of hers in that she won the race, and you could see with these performance drugs, like how good they are, because I mean, she just crushed the field. And, but you know what? She she didn't. If you look at her after the race, there wasn't like a giant smile on her face and everything else. And as soon as that, as soon as she was tested positive, she didn't say, you know, I never knowingly um, took steroids or anything else. She she confessed she to it. She was right up front. She was right up front, and you know that means a lot. There was a it was a really interesting survey, Stu, about um, the some some uh, professor surveyed Olympic athletes and said, if you could be guaranteed a gold medal, would you cut? 10 years or 20 years off your life, I forget what the, it was a large part of your life, and like, wow. you know, 75% said yes. Oh my gosh. See, I figure 10 See? more years is, you know, 10 more years of racing, 10 more years of getting geeked right. up. You know, yeah. I mean, that may sound naive, and I guess to a certain extent, I'm pretty naive. People will say that anyways. <laughs> uh, but the, the bottom line is, and I think, uh, I don't remember if it was Jesse Spenslin that said this or Desiree Spicker. I, I should know, but I think it was actually Jesse. In fact, I'm almost positive now because she was saying, you know, it doesn't matter how long your race is or when you finish. When you go down that finish line, 
you really feel like you've won the race, oh, whether yeah. you're in first place or last place. And um, uh, I think that's true. I mean, at least for me, you know, how many times have you felt crappy in a race and you turn to go across that finish line and all of a sudden you forget? You have no idea what your time is. You have no idea about anything, but you know you crossed the finish line. And, um, again, I think that's naive. Maybe some people say, well, that's a bunch of crap. But at least that's, I think, probably what what we really believe, and that's that's the way to go. I, I mean, how many times... I was going to say, how many times are you in the transition area after the race, and no one is in a bad mood? Everybody's just, like, you know, talking about the race, and they're so they're so geeked up, and they're, they're just... Uh, it's just a beautiful time. Yeah, it's like the three-inch fish. The fish catches a three-inch fish, and it turns <laughs> into a like a you know a twenty-four-inch you know muskie or you know or the thirty-six. <laughs> so people kind of forget their times. They just kind of move it into oh yeah, I did great. You know, they all ran six-minute miles, and that's what's cool about it. Because the bottom line is, you know, we all finished, and that's that's what it's all about. Well, and I think when you get too too caught up in your times and too caught up in um, you know, performance and, and, you know, it's one thing to want to improve, but when the race and the training start becoming about numbers instead of about the experience, I think that's when you find yourself at risk for all of these other, um, you know, evils out there, like uh, people feel that they need to take these performance-enhancing drugs, and also not there's all this pressure um, from all these different directions. And uh, so I think when when you lose that innocence of innocence of sport, like you mentioned earlier, that's kind of when all that other stuff hits. So um, that's sort of uh we all want to stay newbies forever, maybe. That would be the, that would be ideal. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not trying to plug my show, but please don't think that on this one. But I just did a show, and it was called The, the Silent Coach. It was actually a tribute to my dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. With your dad, yeah, and, for your um, dad. Basically, I was saying that my dad never cheered. And he was very weird. He never cheered. He was always there. He was always there, but he never cheered. And it was it was kind of weird because people said, why is your dad so quiet? And it was like, does he care? It wasn't that he didn't care. He cared so much that he didn't really want to draw attention to anybody. He didn't want to take attention away from anybody else. He was truly there, I think, for the love of sports. And that's where I learned is that you don't have to be loud. You don't have to finish first. You don't have to do anything like that. You just have to love it inside, you know, and then, and I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. And, and I think another important thing, especially with Ironman races, is a lot of us kind of go in and say, okay, we want to break 13 hours or 14 hours or 10 hours or whatever it might be. You take one stroke in that water and all that goes out the window and you're just <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> no, it, it just does. I think you, you, you literally take a stroke in the water and you're like, okay, game uh... on. But, so. Uh, I just want to say, you put the nicest comment on my blog, and I'm never going to forget that, um, where it was kind of a, a, a talking about um, being in the water, and uh, the thing that stood up the most was uh, you said that when you're in the water um, and you hear the cannon go off, the thought, the only thought that's going to be in your head is, I'm going to be an Iron Man today. That gave me chills. That was awesome. I mean, you know, I look at it, I ran, it was it was kind of a weird day. I was kind of bummed out for whatever reason. And I ran, unfortunately or fortunately, however you look at it, I can run across the finish line in Ironman, Wisconsin, where it, where it is, daily, because that's where my office is. And I kind of ran across there, and I think I was thinking, man, in, in like 30 days or whatever it is, all these people are going to be crossing that line. And it's something you'll never forget. I mean, it's... 
it's it's as it's as good as anything out there. Uh, whether yeah. it's ten hours, seventeen hours, whatever it is, it's it's, it's amazing. You're gonna well, be goofy. you're gonna be balling, aren't you? Oh, I'm totally gonna be balling. <laughs> <laughs> and the woman's oh. gonna be balling. You, you gotta admit it. Oh, I will. I'm Are gonna... you a crier? Do you think you'll cry? Do I? Oh, I I um. He's from California. Of course, he's gonna cry. <laughs> Oh, we shut up. Um, I I will be crying because Stu, I've been crying. I I went to the um I did my Olympic uh, the other day. I was I was getting yep. te- teary eyed on the course because I was just thinking about you know how close I am to the Ironman, and you know I just think about it. I'm like you know it's it's the it's sort of the biggest non family achievement of my life. Um, if if it if I do uh-huh. it, if I get it done. So, you yeah. know what the what the one of the coolest things ever is, and unfortunately there's gonna be there's gonna be some people that don't finish, and I really feel bad for those people. I've been one of those people. I the first one I finished, the second one I didn't. But you can the next day when you get to go into that store and it's all they change the store overnight. Nothing's out until that next morning, and it's all finisher gear. <laughs> oh. That's funny more than that day. You want to buy the finisher jacket, the towel, the anything that has finisher on it, and you just want to load up. Well, oh no! And we're gonna get it. You guys probably have like finisher blankets. You know, I mean, it's like oh my god, I have that far. But. Our our gang is gonna go out and get um, finisher tattoos. So. Um, oh my god! Are you really you're really gonna do it? Huh? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Um, oh my God! Myself, I think I think Tri Mom is going to do it. Um, a uh, Robo Stew, I don't know, um, but there's some other people that are that are all. You know what you should ask for on your show? Somebody asked me to do this, and I just haven't done it. It'd be more appropriate for you guys to do it. Is have people send in pictures of their Iron Man tattoos? Because there's some really cool ones out there. I mean, you know, a lot of ones you see the red M dot. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I wonder if you need to put the cops. I there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you should put, you know, what are you going to put below it? Are you going to put, like, Florida 06 or Wisconsin 06 or just the Iron Man? Oh, Band? I'm not. I'm not. I, I think I'm just going to... I'm not going to do it. I'm not. I'm not a tattoo kind of girl. <laughs> oh, I, I, think, uh, I think I'm not going to put anything. I'm just going to put the uh, little M dot and uh, that's it. Just a simple, simple thing on the back of my um, calf. Right, I think my right calf, the one that gives me so much trouble. Oh, tattoo that! Is that is a show in the making. <laughs> it is because we're gonna all, we're gonna be pretty drunk, I imagine, at that point. Podcast <laughs> old. <laughs> oh, guess what? I gotta tell you, there is. I need to start taking some sort of medication because I'm I'm just going berserk for you guys every day. <laughs> you're getting closer and closer and closer. Oh man! Oh, I gotta tell you, I'm so glad that you're gonna be up there. And and do you know there are gonna be so many people from um, the TCB the, or the TBC Tribal community um, that are gonna be up there. So many people volunteering. Um, yeah, Sirens gonna be up there, and um, just yeah, time on this coming. All these people are gonna be at the finishing line. Kendall Graves flying across the country to <laughs> to be at the finishing line. And, um, I can't even count how many people that that are coming up from. It's going to be epic. I'm so excited. See, I'm going to I'm going to have to go berserk before the finish line because I think at the finish line, 
I mean, you're going to want your husband there. You're not going to want to see any of us. But <laughs> I think like before, like mile 23, 24, 25, we're going to be like nutty, crazy, berserk <laughs> And then we'll leave the alone so you can finish in peace. And, um, you know where like I want... This- I want you guys on that on that big hill with the with the uh, the loose gravel. Oh yeah, no, the loose gravel is fine. I was just on it uh, Friday. <laughs> Much better okay. now. So. It, okay, yep, good because that was making me yep. nervous. Now, now, no worries, whatsoever. Stu, when people finish, do they? The th- one of the things that I want to do, if I can still stand upright, is um, just <laughs> to stick around um, and watch everybody else finish. Do, do a lot yeah. of triathletes do that? Oh, yeah. It's crazy. You know what? what's really weird about this race, unlike any other race, and it is true, towards midnight, it gets just wild. I mean, it gets really goofy because, one, a lot of the pro triathletes are showered. They've taken a nap. They've eaten. And then they come back about midnight. It's, I think, more packed at midnight. It's about equally packed from the first finisher you know, when the first person comes in, everybody's kind of hepped up. And then at midnight again, it's just nuts. It's berserk. Um, and then oh. there's always that person who's finishing right before midnight. And even if you're that person, that's really cool because people are like, come on, you're going to be an Iron Man. And then you oh, hear that. So awesome. Yeah, and you just want to get out there. You want to hold, you want to hug him, you want to kiss him, you want to do whatever. Uh, <laughs> I think those people are made of other stuff. Those people that come yeah. in that have been out there for the whole 17 hours, man, that takes some, that is serious, serious uh, mind power to get yourself across the line after that much time on the course. Well, you know, I mean, if, it, if it's really warm, it, it can really lengthen the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Wisconsin's going to be fine. I just have a gut level it's going to be a much cooler because we just have had so much brutally hot and goofy, you know, screwy weather <laughs> that is, you know, Hopefully it's going to be like 50 at the start and like 63, 64, um, and we'll see Iron Will just blister the course. So <laughs> <laughs> no thunder showers. No yeah, thunder thunderstorms. I'm set. I'm like, may, I'm making uh, some some uh, serious um, breaking some records if there's a thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah, don't let so Iron Will things. fool you. Don't let Iron Will fool you. Her coach is saying, okay, what I want you to do is I want you to miss it on the bike a few times so you know what that's like. I want you to ride in the hail, lightning. You, you've done everything. <laughs> the only thing you haven't done is ride in perfect weather. Yes. <laughs> that would be nice one of these days to have perfect weather. Actually, that's not true. Well, the weekend, last weekend was pretty good weather. And Stu, didn't, she, didn't the coach say to crash a few times and then ride afterwards to uh, simulate a crash? Yeah, just get right back. And she's tough, man. She was like, she was bleeding when I first met her. <laughs> the first thing I see is her blood, and I'm like, I love her. <laughs> she's got blood rolling down her arm. I'm like, this girl is a stud, man. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh. Um, Stu <laughs> makes me sound so good. Stu's <laughs> good for my ego. Yeah, she's just rocking. Hey, you guys will, you guys will <laughs> love... Let me let me tell you about uh, the swim I had the other day that uh, Stu would love and Ironwell would love too. But I'm I'm uh, it's before work. I go out to Corona Mar. It is the water temperature is probably like 78, 79 degrees, wow. which is like oh, like Hawaii in crystal clear <laughs> water. So I start swimming out and I was late for kind of way late start late for work. So I was going to swim like 15 minutes out, 15 minutes back. And I'm like 15 minutes into it. I'm like you know what. How often do you get to swim like this? 
So I just kept going. Yeah. You know, twenty-five. Twenty-five minutes. You know, along the coast. I, I, you know, Garibaldi kelp beds. Um, do you know Garibaldi are like like big orange fish. Um, uh, uh, purple, like neon purple sea urchins. Oh my gosh! Uh, it's just uh, you know, the, there's a Cronomar has this rocky coast, and and uh, swimming up to these rock formations where you know you could, um, you know, those swells are going in and out. Oh my god! It was like the the water was um, it was like a mirror. It was because we had this huge heat wave and the high pressure was just like just made everything completely still. And um, I mean, it was I got out of there and I'm like, you know what? Is there a greater sport? Is there, you know, I'm go, I go in the office, I'm like a half an hour late, and I just got the biggest smile on my face, and you know, all these other, <laughs> all these other people are, you know, probably got up, had a bowl of cereal, came into work, whatever, and you know, I've been I've been, uh, you know, an hour in the Pacific. Uh, do you ever do you ever pinch yourself? And I, there's so many times when I'm riding and it's like a perfect situation or swimming. And I kind of look at myself, I literally will, like, look at my arms, like, flailing in the water, biking. I'm like, am I really living this, or is this too good to be true? I mean, it's... <laughs> and I get stoked. I just get... It's totally... Up. I get... Man. It's totally true. I, t- I talked to... There's a there's an old woman. She sort of had the, uh, kind of the leathery skin from being out in the sun too much, but she had just got in from a swim... And she was just like, she couldn't wait to tell me about the water and how, you know, great it was. Uh-huh. And she said, and she goes, oh, yeah, and last night, she goes, I had to get up this morning because last night we went out and swam for a mile, and it was just so beautiful. I couldn't, I couldn't stay in bed. I had to come out here again. And, she, you know, she's probably, oh, like, wow. she's probably like 70 or something out there doing it, you know. And, uh, See, don't you want to be that person? I want to be 70, and I want to be like the 70-year-old guy that people look like and say, Come on, old man, let's go. I want to be that guy. I don't care if I'm fast or slow. I just want to be that guy. I want to be the 70-year-old guy that's still racing. Oh. You know, that's the guy I want to be. I don't want to be like a 30-year-old stud or 40-year-old stud winning races. I want to be the 70-year-old guy. I mean, if I could give anything away and get that, give me that. <laughs> Even the slow guy. Because everybody loves the seventy-year-old guy, right? <laughs> you never do. see a seventy. You never see an old, you know, like an older person. You want to like go up there and just say, "You freaking rock," right? <laughs> yeah, especially when they're passing me. <laughs> yeah. No, then you want to say, "Oh my gosh, am I that slow?" <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah, can't underestimate some of those guys either because uh, they're. Do you know, you guys, I was reading that um, women hit their endurance peak in their 40s. So they are never tougher, not in their 20s, not in their 30s. In their 40s, women are dangerous. I think I don't think it's just endurance. So why are well, you've got forever. Kaloon and I are already there, but you've got some time <laughs> to heal yeah. before you get that. I peaked at... No, men, men, I think it's their, their, um, their late 40s. It's like right in their... Um, as far as their endurance goes, um, it seems like it's not in your 20s. You're tough and everything like that when you're in your 20s, but as far as endurance goes, you can, uh, you're, I think you're stronger physically, you know, for shorter amounts of time, maybe in your 20s, et cetera, when you're a man, but, um, in your, for as far as how much you can take, like endurance, um, I think that's, that's, uh, the same for men. I think, I think, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Kahuna was agree to that. Oh, have you guys ever gotten your metabolic age test? No. 
Is that an Iron Man? I'm just trying to ignore that. But they did, like, they did uh, my metabolic age. My wife was there, and the lady reached it off. She goes, kind of weird. She goes, your metabolic age is 13. Oh, wow. What? Like, wow. And my wife goes, oh, yeah, that's about what he acts. And I'm like, yeah, I was thinking more like 15 or 16. But. Kahuna, you got to see. You're going to have to meet... Um, to be in person. He's a machine out there. So all of the talked I begged and begged and begged. And I had a plane ticket for him, but he couldn't make it. So next year, he's going to have to oh. oh, yeah. Next year, I'll definitely be there because I, I, I can't get... RoboStu won't, won't let me out of my commitment to uh, this half Iron Man. <laughs> but I'm going to get Stu down. Like, he was going to get me to Wisconsin. I'm going to get him down to uh, Florida. And I'm going to get you down to Florida, actually, too, Iron Will. I cannot do it without you two guys. Oh. Yeah, when, when Iron Will was here, I felt like there was a big part missing. Because really, and even we talked about this before that I didn't bring microphones and I didn't, I didn't. It was kind of weird because I felt like if I recorded like Iron Will, it wasn't like complete package. I mean, she's a star. There's no question about it. But together, you guys are just multi-platinum. I mean, really. I think it's weird. weird. I totally felt weird without, um, you know what I mean? I told you that, that it was odd to yeah. be doing this show without you there. So, yeah, we all, we have to have a whole. I th- but I think Iron Will is, like, is loyal. I think she's like Gladys Knight and I'm a pip. I, I think that's, oh, yeah, uh, whatever. That's the relationship. <laughs> I know my battery's going to die. Okay, okay. Soon. We'll, um, okay. we'll let check you know, your, Check your email because um, I just sent you pictures of this crazy thunderstorm. Okay. So, cool. Actually, I'm right here now. Okay, just send me yeah. to Yeah, I sent him to you too. All right, Stu. Hey, take care, man. It's good to talk to you. Awesome. All right, thanks. thanks and I am just, uh, you guys rock and roll. I am so jealous. I am just um, beyond belief <laughs> jealous of you guys. So, anyways, we'll right. talk soon. All right, brother. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Okay, talk to you. Bye. Bye. Oh, he's so cool. The guy's a prince of a man. Yes, he is. Um,. All right, well, that threw a little curve into our show. It was, it was, uh, that's a great, that's like uh, Johnny Carson, you know, or you're probably too young for that, but when, you know, some, su- <laughs> I some surprise guest, you know, Bob Hope comes by or something. That was, uh, that yeah. was, uh, that was our Bob Hope. So um, I wanted to go over a couple quick letters, um, then let's get to your tri life lesson and, and, um, and get out of here, if, uh, if that sounds like a plan. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Um, we got. Remember, we interviewed this uh, woman named uh, Carrie who has this try to be funny. Oh, dot, the comedian. Yeah, yeah, dot yeah, yeah, blogspot yeah. com. Well, she um, she just earned. Um, she, she went. She went to the Eagle Man Half Iron. This is actually in June. Or, well, when was that Eagle Man? Um, uh, yeah. Whenever it was. Um, but she her goal was to go um, under six hours. She said her silent goal. She went five forty four oh eight. I told you she was a stud. That was it. Just her run time. It was boxing yeah. all over the place. She said her um, thank God for the, a strong bike because of the and, and run because the swim about killed me. So she's <laughs> earned, she's earned a slot in the um, inaugural Ironman seventy point three World Championship race this November in Clearwater Beach, Florida. Oh, good for her! Congratulations, Carrie. So, yeah, so really good time and and. Um, um, she goes, your, your, your listeners may get geeked up about getting a chance to race the world championships. So she says it's a first time event and you can, um, uh, it, you know, it's, it's easier to get into than, uh, than, uh, usual. So, um, I thought that was very cool. And then one of our, um, 
Tri Scholarship uh, folks uh, did her first race, and that was um, Lowell Taylor's girlfriend, Julia. Oh, yeah. Julie G, I think we call it. Julie G. <laughs> but uh, they both uh, finished the um, their. I oh God, I don't even know which triathlon it was, but they had a great time, great weekend, and um, so uh, they just they just wrote in to say thanks, and and she's off to being a triathlete, or she is a triathlete now, so. So she's so she's one of our six, huh? Yeah, she she is one of our six. So oh wow! We, so um, that was all very cool. This, is, this has been a totally. I mean, this, this podcast is like Iron Will called to tell me about her, you know, surviving the thunderstorm. Um, it's been very hard for us to get together on the podcast. I just happened to be walking out the door to go to the gym, so I said, you know, my wife's gone, so she doesn't. She doesn't. I don't think she appreciates the podcast as much as um, our listeners do. So I figured, geez, I better do it now while she's out of the house. Um, <laughs> And so uh, I know you've never experienced that. Yeah, no, uh, nothing like that. And yeah, um, right. <laughs> so, so, was, so we did most of the podcast on your cell phone, and then Simply Stu called in, and that was a surprise. So the whole thing is a surprise. So um, I'm stalling so just we're a shoot, little we're, bit. We're shooting, we're shooting from the hip. I went out this morning. Uh, I was nervous, but I was a little cocky, I think, because um, of the awesome ride last weekend and I was just all on top of the world and I thought, you know, hey, I got this bike and it's okay and I've got these hills and um, man, I'm telling you something, I, I, w- I woke up this morning and I was like, I'm nervous uh, for some reason. I don't know why. It's like, I don't know, there's something in the air. Um, little did I know it was like this apocalypse thunderstorm. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so anyway, I was like kind of, it was like race nerves, you know what I mean? Um, kind of the whole the whole morning a little bit. And I got up there and uh, I started, you know, the ride. I had all of my hydration, all my everything. I brought a cooler with me because it was supposed to be 100 degrees today and blah, blah, blah. And uh, so, you know, and I got to the, I probably got about two, two and a half hours into the ride or something. And all of a sudden, the sky started to change. And I thought, okay. Because I was starting to feel like, yeah, I've, I've still got this. And I was getting a little bored and, you know. And I was like, oh, I've, I've got this. It's okay. And, uh, yeah, then the sky started changing on me. And, like, that doesn't quite look right. And uh, when you see this one picture I'm going to send, literally it looks like it was folded in half. And then I uh, was – and I didn't know um, – I was like, huh, that's a nasty-looking storm over there. And <laughs> I was like, let me just go down my, my hill here. I got to the bottom of the hill and I saw the rest of it coming up and coming up fast. And I was like, I have to hurry up and get up this hill and get back to my car. And it literally chased me down and dumped on me and taught me a lesson about humility yet again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh Yeah, it was exciting. I think that's the thing I love the most about all this, these long rides and these long runs. And, you know, they're always um, hard and they're always, you know, everything but... Uh, they're always an awesome adventure every single time. Well, I, I think we've reached the end of our odd show today. <laughs> um, yes, it's been an adventure to say. I think the shows from now until after our Ironmans are going to be strange. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to be the polished gems that you've come to expect from <laughs> us. <laughs> they're going to be, but they will be different, and uh, they'll be fun. So. Um, do you what's your what's your training like? Do you have, you have one more big week? 
Yeah, um, I, it, this weekend was supposed to be that century, and, and I only got the 50 miles, and so that means um, I'm only going to have, let's see, what is next week already? The 6th, and I think I maybe can have one more century after that. So I'll have 200-mile rides in, and um, my swimming is coming along. Every time I get in the pool now, it's like, you know, three, 4,000 yards. So that's <laughs> it's just everything is just so intense right now. My run, I'm a little worried about my run. I think I'm uh, a little bit scared to go, you know, super, super hard. Or right. So because um, my hip, I don't want that to, you know, come that whole issue to come back. But um, so, yeah, everything is basically my weekends are my, my weekends belong to Ironman. For now, for <laughs> a good few more weeks. And how, how is your um? What's your longest run you're gonna do? You know, I don't know. The longest one I've done um so far has been 13 miles. Um, and I'm I would imagine that it will probably go to maybe 18 or mm-hmm. maybe I don't I don't think he's gonna have me do 20. You know, I would already be amping up to 15 or 16 or so right. if that were the case. But right now I'm just at 13, so I don't know. Maybe it'll cap off at 15. Um, and I, I would not complain at all um, <laughs> <laughs> if that were the case. Are you, are you but, feeling um, pretty ready? And what, what's your state of mind? Um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I feel I feel really good about the swim now, especially now that I know that the cutoff is 220 and I um, came in at 4,000 yards at um, 130 um, without a wetsuit in the pool, open turns and all that. So uh-huh. I think, you know, I, I think I can probably come pretty close to coming in at 130, which is for me amazing because you know not not very not very long ago I couldn't even swim yeah, you know, with my face yeah. in water. So from from somebody like you, that's kind of like you know <laughs> the swim time for when you're 90. But for me, that's that's uh, I'm proud of that. It's gonna it's, I'm okay. I'm relieved. I think you, my, I think you kick Robustu's ass on that with that time, by the way. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, and the bike, you know, after today, I, uh, I I'm not gonna go out there even remotely cocky anymore um, because next time I'll probably get swept up in a in a hurricane or something. Right. Um. So uh, I I did it last week. You know, we had it was a 75 mile ride and uh, came in at 5:22. So um, it's just gonna be a matter of I think staying. Um, under the radar for mm-hmm. the bike, mm-hmm. and uh, then getting through the run. I think I'm okay. Oh, excellent. It sounds like you're in good shape for it all. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> we'll see. I'm, we got. I tell you something. It's it's been an adventure. Yeah. Just this whole all of it. I'll, I have so many amazing stories from when this all first started. I was thinking about that in the bike. Um, you know, from the very first training for the marathon and the vultures circling over and swooping all close to me and mm-hmm. um, then, you know, Steelhead, the first Ironman, getting caught in the riptide and um, you know, the Weeba or the Seabas, Steelhead, Epic Brick Adventures, all that from last summer, meeting so many amazing people um, and then, you know, the Weeba this summer and just all, it's just, the whole thing has just been the, the best journey, so uh-huh. I'm excited. It's been seriously life-changing. Cool. Very cool. Well, let's let's um, sign off so I can go train. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I totally hooked your morning. Sorry. I know. That's all right. Um, and um, and then we'll be back next week for um, another adventure. Sounds like a plan to me. All right. All right, everybody. Until next time, this is Iron Will signing off.
And this is the Trigi Kahuna saying aloha and mahalo. And it's that time again for the business section of our show. Witcher Geek On is sponsored by Shoe Wallet, also by NEPSA for all your web hosting, domain, and design needs. NEPSA is your solution. Visit NEPSA.com or call 877-99-NEPSA. For comments, suggestions, or sponsorship inquiries, or to submit a soundbite for our next show, visit the sidebar of TrigeekDreams.com or through TH3Wall.com for more information. Witcher Geek On is a production of Iron Geek New Media. If you want to help sponsor the show or uh, sponsor a uh, athlete in our um, Tri Scholarship, you can hit the PayPal button on either of our websites and uh, make a contribution. We really appreciate it. We actually got a co- um, contribution from um, Kendall Gray and uh, this week, so thank you, Kendall, and or Greyhound, and um, the amazing Amelia. Um, she gave us a nice contribution, so thanks, Amelia, for that. And if you'd like a token of the Get Your Geek On show, visit getyourgeekon.spreadshirt.com for authentic logo apparel. And now it's time for our apoc- apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. I was just going to say that. Okay. We are well, on Well, key. I can't say it, so maybe you should say it. <laughs> and uh, now it's time for some of our more apocalyptic moments. Aloha, triathletes. Welcome to... Did we say Triathletes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs>